Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 776, recorded live on November 25th, 2023, and here are your hosts. The man who I swear is going to kill me over this long-running segment, Dave Pillay. There are so many other reasons. (laughs) And the man who has two beverages in front of him, Andy Lowe. Hi. Hi, Andy. All right, your choice is old or new. I mean, I guess it depends on how much I want to punish you. Let's go old. Okay, citrus cherry it is. Okay. I was, I was thinking maybe somehow you got your hands on, like, a new Coke. No. No, 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 no. So make, uh, Mountain Dew was supposed to have yeah. their Christmas flavor out, right? Okay. And this year, I think it was supposed to be... Uh, what was it supposed to be? The, a Cobra Cane. Cobra Cane. Like yes. Candy Cane, but with yes. Cobras. I, or I like don't know. Cobra Kai, but with canes. It, it was that... It was supposed to be berry and candy cane, I do believe, is what they were testing it as. Berry and candy cane. Yes, I think, according to the Does testers. Does not sound like mint berry? I don't know. Is it's not a, usually a very appetizing flavor. The The tag on the can was supposed to be do with a blast of artificial berry and candy cane flavor. Yeah, that sounds like a bad idea. Yep. So it, this was part of the leaked, you know, um, great corporate espionage of yes, Mountain, Mountain Dew, Dew flavors. flavors. Yeah, back in August, this was released, and this was supposed to be the Christmas flavor. You know, like the uh, the fruit quake one, or the holiday brew, or a ginger snapped, or merry mashup. It was supposed to be, you know, the continuation of their holiday themes. But for some reason, they um, they didn't release it, and maybe because they were annoyed that people learned their secret. Oh, they they people learn these secrets on the Mountain Dew stuff all the time. But yeah, it was supposed to be released th- this month. But um, come like September and everything, test bottles of citrus cherry and game fuel. Mystic Punch um, showed up instead. And Citrus Cherry is actually an old flavor, originally from 2007. It was originally okay. released for Halo 3. I have watermelon. <laughs> like, I have, a, I have a bubbly watermelon. Yep. So, yeah, so they re-released it because of Halo Infinite. And they've mm-hmm. got the Mystic Punch, which is supposed to be for Diablo 4. And they released those instead of the Cobra Cane. Good. <laughs> yep. like Cobra so, Cane sounds like a bad idea. Yeah, so supposedly this is the classic citrus cherry. So we'll see how this is. Oh my goodness. How is the citrus cherry flavor? Coming is off it of citrusy? It is cherry. Oh my gosh. Oh. Coming off of voodoo. Which was that cherry airhead. Came out with more cherry. It it tastes eerily similar to the voodoo. Andy, I, I worry you have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> that I have a hobby of tasting a random Coke and Mountain Dew flavors? That you drink so much Mountain Dew. <laughs> I actually don't drink that much of it. I say this after going to Kroger um, over the weekend and picking up mm-hmm. three 12 packs of thrashed apple. Mm-hmm. I, I swear I don't. I can stop whenever I want. 
I actually, I don't, I, I actually drink a lot more coffee now than I do pop, which is, I don't know if that's a, if that's good or not, but it's definitely less calories. True. But yeah, now with the, with the new job, you know, I'm, I'm out on the road all the time. So I just brew that big thermos full of coffee and I just refill that throughout the day. And so, you know, normally the, the pop is the podcast or <clears throat> lunch on the weekends and Monday night dinner, because I feel like with pizza, you have to have pop. I mean, you don't have to. I know you don't like, have to have pop, but. It's it's weird not to. Yeah. So I only have like four cans, maybe five or six cans a week. Okay. I say that. <laughs> I say that and just like, oh, it's, it's a lot of cans. That's um, a lot of cans, Andy. I know, but it's it's definitely lower than what it used to be. So it's a, it's a once in a while thing. That. So, all right. So, less citrus, citrus cherry this week, and then next week will be Mystic Punch. Because <laughs> what is what is Mystic? Um, blue raspberry. I don't know. I'm I'm gonna laugh hard if next week you're like, oh, that's blue raspberry, and I'll be like, yep. <laughs> God, part of me was like wishing I still had some of those uh, cherry Airheads because I would taste one of those and see how similar it tastes. Don't have that code red anymore. Ugh. <clears throat> I mean, oh, what did I? I also tried something the other day because it was the Applebee's one. There's an Applebee's specific Mountain Dew flavor. Yes, there is an Applebee's specific. Are these ma- not like have they just gone too far? <laughs> Probably. What? Let's see. Okay, so there's a non-alcoholic beverages. Where is it? Where is it? Is there Fountain an Olive Garden fla- like specific Mountain Dew flavor? Uh, no. Does Pepsi own Applebee's? No. Uh, Dark Berry Bash. Yeah, Dark Berry Bash. I think is what it was called. Yep. Mountain Dew Dark Berry Bash, exclusive at Applebee's. Blue Too raspberry and blackberry. Mountain berry. Dew flavors. Too many Mountain Dew flavors. That's all I have to say to that. Yeah, it's very. I'm just trying to think of like the last time I just drank a regular Mountain Dew, and I don't remember. <laughs> That's also problematic. <laughs> it's like I've been drinking Mountain Dew like, you know, four years and I'm trying to think of the last time I drank just a regular Mountain Dew and I can't really remember. The fact that you're having difficulty thinking about that <laughs> should tell you they have too many all that flavors. You, all you need to know. <laughs> <sighs> oh, Andy. It's good to be back. Yep. You know, it's also good to be what a Michigan Wolverine. I, I actually watched the game today. You watched the game. Yes, because Isaac, I don't know how he got into it. Somehow he was watching. I think okay, so I think this was geography to uh, state imperialism videos to FIFA imperialism videos to. NCAA football imperialism videos. FIFA imperialism videos. Okay, so the ones that I actually saw recently was, because you can sim games in FIFA or EAFC, EIEIO, whatever it's called now. Right. Um, You can sim the games there. And so people would take the maps and they would put all the soccer teams in the game on the map. Mm-hmm. And then they would spin a wheel and then a team would pop up from that wheel and then they would spin a compass and the team would attack in that direction. Kind and of like play that game. Yes, they would sim that game and whoever okay. won would take over the other team's territory 
and sometimes, most of the time, they would actually get one player from the loser team. Interesting. And so they would do they would do these videos, and I've seen them, yeah, for states. I've seen them for uh, soccer, and the most recent one he was getting into was there was one guy who was doing um, modded games of uh, NCAA football. So he was updating the rosters in NCAA football, and then doing uh, football imperialism. Okay. And so that's how Isaac learned about the Michigan Wolverines. And, you know, he was bringing it up there because I think in one of the videos, the Michigan team actually won. And I was like, well, actually, you know, Michigan's actually really good right now. And they're going to play Ohio State. It's like Michigan versus, yeah, Michigan versus Ohio. Like, well, Ohio State, but yes, you're right. Yeah. (laughs) Let's, let's be proper here. The Ohio State University. Or as the ESP or the Fox announcers would say, the world famous the world famous Ohio the State. Ohio State University. It was something. It was something ridiculous. I'm like, really, world famous, really. I mean, yeah, but you know, things. Like, but you know, not. It was just like the world famous Ohio State Buckeyes versus the Michigan Wolverines, and it's like, really. Oh, I mean, anywhere that the Ohio State Buckeyes are famous, the Michigan Wolverines are also famous. Yes. I don't know if one can exist without the other. No. So he's been he's been interested in football games. We tried watching the Lions game on Thanksgiving, which that was hit or miss for a bit. Um, and then we watched the the Wolverines game today, which was he was a little bit more into it, but he was still out of it before halftime. Yeah. So that's that's a lot of football to ask a six year old to watch. Yes. So he, you know, he was interested in team sports and soccer and football and that sort of things there. So we we're trying to actually like show him them. It's like we watched, uh, we watched the FA Cup final that was on YouTube. It was Manchester City versus Manchester United. We tried watching that one for a bit. It was hilarious though because I told him like, okay, soccer games are normally not high scoring events. You know, you you watch the videos on YouTube. Where, you know, it's a human versus a computer. Very slow. Yes. And of course, this game, somebody scored within the first 16 seconds. That's unusual. I know. I was like, that is, that normally does not happen. (laughs) Normally games, nobody scores that quickly. Yeah. And of course, the next goal was a half hour later. So. Okay. So things went back to normal. Mm -hmm. But still right off the bat, I was like, wait a second. It's already one nil. How did that happen? Look it up. Oh, fastest goal in FA Cup history. Okay. Well, there you go. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I, I actually watched the game. And, That's oh. awesome. That that ending. <laughs> oh. That ending. Oh, man. Yes, Andy? That that ending was ridiculous. They're just, it's like, okay, a minute five left. They got to march their way down the field. And then I look up, and it's like and 20 seconds later. they march their way down the field. <laughs> they marched their way down the field pretty dang quickly. 30 seconds later, they're like, oh, shit. They, they, have, a, they have a decent shot at this. And then interception. <sighs> and Kate's like, there's a flag on the play. I'm like, oh, no, that's just probably unsportsmanlike conduct on the U of M team. <laughs> that's probably <laughs> what that the is. Ohio State team. Like what was it. the final play? My my feed lagged out. Or not the final play, but the final flag. Uh, let me check. <clears throat> okay. Ba, ba, ba. Scoring summary. Nope. 
going to play by play. Here we go. Play by play. Fourth quarter. Scroll all the way down. Uh, penalty, Michigan, unsportsmanlike conduct on Jalen Harrell, 11 yards from Michigan 22 to Michigan 11. Oh. So they were inside the and 25. because yeah. they were taking the knee anyway. Yeah. Well, so yes, that's... it was an unsportsmanlike conduct, so it was uh, within 25 yeah. yards to the goal, so it was half the distance to the goal, but that was after the play had ended, so... So no one cared. Yeah. But still, when Kate saw that, she's like, there's a flag on the play. And I'm just like, yeah, <laughs> it's not going anywhere. <laughs> there, no, was, there is indeed a flag on that play. <laughs> that is not going to be for the outcome. Nope. So then, yeah, let's see. Iowa next week. Right. And then how the did playoffs. Georgia, did Georgia play today or no? Oh, I'm sure Georgia won. 31 to 23. They are in the fourth quarter with a minute left. Ah, Eight point difference against two Alabama or the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. Really? Yeah, that's their final game. George. Well, that would make sense. Georgia against Georgia Tech. Yeah, that would would make sense, wouldn't it? But like, does it? It's Georgia their ri- Tech is six and five. It's their interstate rivalry game. Okay. It's like um, Oregon Michigan, and Oregon State. Well, yeah, it's like it's sort of like that, except it's at the end of the year. Yeah. So it's like things like Oregon versus Oregon State, sort of, you know, it's the, it's the rivalry week, which for Michigan is not Michigan State, but Ohio State, which I think yeah. that was probably the start of the rivalry thing. And then all the other... <laughs> Everyone else was like, oh, we should do that. Yeah. It, it was a good game. Like, it was a good game. A coworker of mine was there in the Ohio section, Oof. rooting for Ohio. I was a little sad that he got to go. Well, yeah, Michigan against Iowa in Indy. And then, yeah, Georgia's going to stay number one. Michigan's going to go up to number two. Yep. Ohio's going to drop. Are they going to drop all the way, though? Probably won't be able to get into the playoffs. Who was? Okay. Okay, so Washington and Florida State are the other teams that were undefeated. So what did Washington play today? Washington football beat the beat Washington State. Hey, talk about yep. interstate rivalries. Twenty four to twenty one. Oof, that was that was a close one. Probably closer than they would have liked. Yep. And then Florida State probably playing Florida today, right? Hey, Florida, Florida State. And who's winning the Florida Florida State game? Uh, number five Florida State beats rival Florida twenty four fifteen. Looks like Florida. Florida had the lead in halftime, and they lost. Oh. Oh. Yeah, so it's probably Georgia, Michigan, Washington, Florida State for your top four. Right. And then we'll have to see. Did they count the did they count the championship games or no? Yes. Oh. Well, the championship games could. At least I think, I mean, I think they count the championship games. I'm pretty sure they do. Well, it says week 15. For 2021 in the archives, they had the week 15 rankings. So that would be the championships. Yes. All right. Should we move on to topics? Uh, I suppose, yes. I mean, we don't have to. We can keep talking about whatever (laughs) random shit we want to talk about. That's the whole point of this podcast. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Well, I've got a lot of space news, and then I've got some open AI news, and... I like space. Okay. Well, did you watch the Starship? Well, of course you watched the Starship flight. I absolutely watched the Starship flight. It was very, very impressive. Made it up perfectly fine. And then went kaboom. Well, second stage got out cleanly. The booster started its burn back. It flipped, and it had started to try to do its burn back, and then blew Mm -hmm. up. But the second stage mm-hmm. was clear. So if this was any other rocket, oh no, the first stage exploded after it got the second stage up there. Yeah, but that's kind of the point of this rocket. Yes, is reusability. But let's get the let's get it let's get the primary mission done first and then worry about it's just like Falcon 9. Let's get the primary mission worked out. Well, but the primary mission is that it comes back. <laughs> yes, that's true. This is supposed to be a ship for interplanetary travel. <laughs> Well, no, but the the booster, the second stage, yeah. yes, okay, the second true. stage, yeah. I'm just saying okay. the first stage. The first stage, true. However, I will also point out that the first stage was 33 engines that all went kaboom. And how many boosters does he already have lined up? Do they A already bunch. have lined up? A bunch. I think they have like three starships ready. Do they have a listing of boosters? I'm trying to see. Okay, so let's see. The B4. Now, oh, those are the past ones. Okay, so Booster 9 was the one that just blew up. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so not much is known about Boosters 10 and 11. And 12 they, is... They a, do exist. Yes, 10 and 11 do exist. Uh, on October 12th, B11 was moved. On November 19th, B11 was moved back to Mega Bay 1, um, presumably for engine and interstage installation. I'll have to see what NSF has, because they were they had talked about how a booster had already been put into the Mega Bay on top of the engine installation stand. So they've already got one, basically, that they're already working on. It's like racked up and ready to go. Well, they got to load the engines, but they have the number of engines for it. So they have boosters basically ready. It's probably going to take longer for the FAA to do the post-flight, oh, you blew up. Oh, I think it'll take less time. Well, it's going to take. It's not going to take seven months like it did last time. Right. But it's still probably going to take four, five maybe? I actually doubt it will take even that long. Well, because they're not going to worry about the ground because the water suppression system seemed to work brilliantly. Amazing. The technology that we've been using in other places for rocket launches for years works. I know. It's shocking. So the 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 whole launch pad seems like it got barely touched, so they won't have to worry about most of that stuff. So it's and the um it looks like they'll have to they'll have to find out why the booster exploded. And as we haven't talked about it yet, the um starship section actually Got uh, past the 100, is it 100 kilometers or is it 100 miles? I do not know. There is a line, there's a line up in the atmosphere. It's either 100 kilometers or 100 miles that they consider outer space. I don't remember which one it was, but it passed that. It actually got through almost the entire burn without problems, and but the flight termination system blew the Starship up with like 30 seconds left in the burn. Yeah, so right they were the they were 30 seconds away <clears throat> from basically getting Starship where it needed to be. So they were they were damn close. Yeah, but damn close is not all the way there. Nope, nope. Close only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades. 
And not in rocket science. No, no, it does not. So, grats to them for getting almost there, mm-hmm. but they, they were not there. Nope. But it's definitely a lot better than last time. Yep. So, we'll see how that goes. It was kind of funny looking at the, the two types of responses to Starship. Because there was the mass media going, oh, SpaceX blew up another rocket. Oh, no. You know, this was a failure. And then there's the people who actually, like, pay attention to this sort of thing going, yes, the rocket blew up. But was it a failure? Not no. really. But yeah, mass Strong media. disagree that it was a failure. Yeah. Mass media that goes, oh, the rocket blew up. Failure. Rockets explode. Mm-hmm. That but hot like, staging, the, though. That hot staging just... rocket. When wow. it split. Yeah, when it split. <laughs> It's like, oh, that actually worked. Crazy. That was that was really cool. <laughs> like, really, really cool. Shockingly cool. Well, watching, looking at the the shock diamonds from the engine exhaust. I was wondering about that. Why did they make that shape? It's just the the way that they're. I think it's how they're pointed. <clears throat> they're, um, I think everyday astronauts. Of a standing wave pattern that appears in supersonic exhaust of an aerospace propulsion system. I th- I don't remember. I think it was Everyday Astronaut did a whole like oh, dive into okay. that. So it it literally is the 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 barrier of the supersonic exhaust causes the um maybe oh, oh my god there's so much going on here. <laughs> you have a bunch of shock waves. Yes. <clears throat> That, I mean, that's that's the long and the short of it. You have a bunch of shockwaves. And the way they're designed up, it just makes a beautiful diamond pattern. It was so pretty and terrifying and mm-hmm. like, oh my God, what? But yeah, all 33 engines ran fine for their whole flight. Watching the shutdown procedure right before the... the yep. I mean, the, up until the end, right? Like, yeah. It, it did blow up. Yes. Something happened that wasn't supposed to happen. Yes, that is true. I am excited to see the next one. <clears throat> Which, once again, basically, SpaceX is pretty much almost already got everything built. We just got to wait for FAA to go through their whole process. <clears throat> but it seems that SpaceX is hopefully not going to be the only launcher in town. Because they're... Really? Uh, yeah, well... There is an update on the Vulcan, uh-huh. and there's an update on the Ariane 6. So the Vulcan is um, ULA's launch vehicle that they're using to replace the um, Atlas V. <clears throat> ULA chief executive said that all the parts for the Vulcan rocket are at the launch site now, so that they're going to get everything put together, and there looks like they're going to launch in late December. It looks like their first window of opportunity is on December 24th. Okay, that's not too far away. No, so getting a Vulcan test would be good. Yep. Uh, quick question. Yes. Is Vulcan using reusable rockets? <sighs> oh, I'm trying to remember. Yeah, I think think are they trying to do reusable ula let's see because if they're not i have bad news yes the bad news being it doesn't matter if they're not using reusable rockets then like they're screwing up uh, smart reuse a concept for main engine reuse called sensible modular autonomous return technology 
Really? I feel like that's somebody just tried to, had an acronym and wanted it's to. It's called ma- a backronym. Backronym, okay. Where you start with the word and you're like, I want to make an acronym out of this word. So if you want your word to be smart and make an acronym for it, well, you can. It's just dumb. Rather than recovering the descended booster engines with the helicopter, because we already saw those guys tried that and didn't work all that well, uh, ULA said they want to attempt recovery of the engines following atmospheric re-entry, descent, and splashdown floating in the ocean on the inflatable aero shell. Interesting. So it looks like the engines themselves would detach from the propellant tanks in the rest of the booster stage. So they, 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 they want to. Huh. <laughs> so, so they're bringing the engines, but not the rocket. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I guess that might be easier, but like also not. But look, can we at least agree on the fact that having more than just SpaceX be the, you know, more than just having SpaceX be the lone launch platform around would be a good thing? Can we agree on that part at least or no? Yeah, I mean, it, it's good, but like... Yes, I know. It's it's comparing a, a basically like an EV versus an old ICE engine. It's not even that. It's, it's like, what do you want? Oh, we want faster horses. Has somebody done any sort of like chart for just payload and cost for the Vulcan versus the... Vulcan versus Falcon 9. Let's see what we got here. Competitiveness of Vulcan versus 9. This is from (laughs) 2019, back when they thought the Vulcan was actually going to launch the next year. Okay, so let's see if anybody's got a chart or something. Okay, so the Vulcan can technically put more mass up to the low Earth orbit than a Falcon 9. So there might be something out there that the Falcon 9... But that's what the Falcon Heavy is for. Yes, I'm I'm looking now at the Falcon Heavy. Well, what's the what's the payload volume? Mm-hmm. Mm. Of a Falcon Heavy? Yeah. A lot. Okay, so I'm looking at a chart here. Okay, so the Falcon the Vulcan has a bigger nose cone than the Falcon 9 and the Falcon 9 Heavy, but they both can have extended fairings that look to be about the same exact size. I don't know what the extended fairing does for the launch capabilities of the Vulcan rocket, but I don't know. Yeah, this is rocket science, man. This is <clears throat> interesting. I mean, it's it's commercial science at this point, right? Yeah. Like, yes, I know. Return on investment and, you know, cost per launch. And Okay, so re- getting the engines back from the first stage is 65% of the booster cost, according to ULA. So they're trying to recover 65% of the booster by r- capturing the engines. Yeah, but that's that's still not... That's still not 100%. Like anywhere near what SpaceX yep. is recovering with each of their launches. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know, Andy. Like, I want there to be competition, but they're they're doing it wrong. <laughs> and I, unless someone comes up with some other, like, cost-saving mechanism, SpaceX is going to continue to eat their lunch. Well, now I'm looking at the other one, which um, the ESA's Ariane 6 had a full seven-minute test burn mm-hmm. done without a problem. So the ESA, hopefully, is you know going to be able to actually launch their own rockets again. I mean, that would be nice. They yep. launched the, um, whatchamacallit? James Webb. The thing. Yeah, they launched the Webb. Yes. 
But that was on the uh, Ariane 5, which was retired in July, and they haven't had a new rocket yet. Ever since. Yep. Okay. <clears throat> so, yes, they, they did a full engine burn for seven minutes without problems. So that's good. That's honestly, that's just impressive that like the the base was able to hold the engine for seven minutes. I don't know how it works. It's probably just a lot of really big bolts and clamps. Yep. But I'm trying to see if they have any reusability. Reuse. I doubt it. Oh, I don't I don't think so. Oh, expendable six will fly for the next decade before the ESA thinks they can get. So no. Yep. Yeah. So for a decade of this rocket before Europe transitions to a reusable successor in the 2030s, it says. So nope, not reusable either. But at least that one's moving along as well. I I love that, you know, the 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 Vulcan and Arian 6 are you know c- trying to compete with the Falcon 9 which we don't even talk about really much anymore the Falcon 9 yes because th- their launch it's, it's successful yes it's like, su- it's not in testing anymore they're launching 50 of them a year so yeah the ULA and the ESA are both trying to catch up where we've already been for years now and we're talking now about Starship possibly coming in and once again throwing everything on its head. Oh, you want to put a school bus into orbit? Yeah, we can fit that. (laughs) We can do that. Sure. Yeah, no problem. Oh, you want want it full? All right. Sure. Oh, you want two of them? Well, we could probably like wrap them together. Yeah, they'll fit fit in there no problem. What what is the... I, I wonder if they've given any thought to... If we had to get something really big up there... Could they attach, like, a Falcon Heavy to Starship? I don't know, just, like, duct tape that shit together? (laughs) I don't. I don't know. I mean, they're all about this, like, modular design and reusable content. And just, like, I wonder if. (laughs) Just if. Because that would be hilarious. Well, I'm very curious to see how they handle the moon landing. Because that whole process of literally just like a dozen starship launches in order to get enough fuel into space mm. to fill up the the tank that they're just going to have floating around there to have the lander which i this is so crazy where they're having the sls bring up the orion space capsule and that's going to send the people and then spacex is going to launch the lander separately from everything else launch a dozen starship launches in order to fill up the propellant tank and then they're going to send the lander towards the moon. Then they're going to send the people in another rocket ship. And then they're somehow going to get together. And then that's going to land on the moon and then launch back up from the moon back I, to the Orion. I think this plan <laughs> might need to be simplified a little bit. This is, the, this is the simplified plan, it seems. Let's keep working. Let's workshop this. I don't know. <clears throat> but, um, okay, so also then there's also the new... Uh, New Glenn launch vehicle, which is BO's. God, really? They picked BO as their acronym? Blue Origin? Yes, Blue Origin. Still, really, you're calling it BO, really? I mean, they they aren't calling it BO. No. You are. Yes. They but, call it Blue Origin. I know. I don't. But, in fact, I'm. I would be willing to bet, Andy. I would be willing to place money that there is somewhere on their network 
a corporate style guide that says under no circumstances called should you refer to this company as by its initials yeah now blue origin has been working on the new glenn which is reusable what's wrong with the old glenn sorry i had to i know i know so okay, they, Blue Origin's working on New Glenn. Yes, and supposedly they're going to have their first flight in August of 2024. So August Blue Origin says that we're going to we're going to have New Glenn ready for flight on August 2024. How okay? How many Starship flights do you think we <laughs> will get between now and the predicted New Glenn launch? Because the predicted launch isn't even necessarily when they will actually launch. How many Starship launches do you think we're going to get between now and then? Between now and August of next year. Well, let's see. We've had two launches, and it's been seven months. Mm-hmm. And probably see... Musk is saying they're going to get the third launch by Christmas. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say it's going to be February. They have two starships ready to go. Yes, I know. Yes, we just talked about they have two boosters ready there. They they, they have two boosters completed. They have like three of the stage two, the actual starship piece. Yes. How many of them have the uh, heat shield tiles on them, though? I don't know, but I'm going to guess it doesn't take that long to put them on. Yeah, especially with their modular design of just the hexagons. Right. I'm going to say we're going to have at least, uh, th- oh, no, two or three, two or three, two or three. Okay, two or three. I, I think three is a fair number between now and then. So they are going to test their, their rocket once in a year. Meanwhile, SpaceX will do three tests of their much larger rocket. Well, no, the new, gl- oh, is the new Glenn, how big is the... How big is the new Glenn compared to Starship? That's what I'm trying to find out right now. Let's see. New Glenn versus Starship. Okay, Starship, 150 tons to low Earth orbit. Blue Origin, 45 tons to low Earth orbit. That's that's a lot smaller, Andy. Yes, yes it is. SpaceX Starship, 1,000 cubic meters. Blue Origin, New Glenn, 450 cubic meters. So Starship will have twice the volume capacity and three times the mass capacity. And that's to low Earth orbit. Yeah. GTO is what? 13 tons for uh, New Glenn and 150 tons, in theory, for Starship. Yeah. But that includes the refuel of what they're doing with the dozen other Starship launches in order to get all the fuel up into space to refuel. Which is why they're also prioritizing, like, how can we make fuel on the moon? Yes. And also, I'll point out that with Starship, once they test it and do it successfully, they can just launch it again. And again. And again. Because it is fully reusable, unlike the new Glenn, which is only first stage reusable. Yeah. <clears throat> Just, you know, putting that out there that it's, it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing, Andy. They're making faster horses. They're making faster horses. And there's our title right there. Yep. Meanwhile, SpaceX is like, what if we make cars? So last bit of space news. Yep. North Korea had a satellite launch, which first yep. off, 
first successful launch since 2016. Okay. Uh, second off, a lot of people think were thinking that they got a lot of help from the Russians in order Probably. to get this satellite into space. That is a, a large accomplishment for such a small island nation. Mm-hmm. So they probably, the people think that North Korea gave Russia ammunition for their war in Ukraine. Russia helped North Korea launch their spy satellite. And probably built most of the spy satellite for them. Probably. Um, so they had, the last little bit was that they had two other previous launches that ended in failure, one in May and one in August. After May, um, the rocket um, basically fell into the Yellow Sea. And so South Korea's Navy went out there <laughs> to get it, to get a large chunks of it. And they they basically, they, they made sure to let North Korea know going, Hey guys, um, thanks. <laughs> thanks for a, a part of a rocket. Yep. So what North Korea did this time was they, they, got it into uh, orbit, mm -hmm. and after the upper stage fired and continued powered on, they blew up the first stage. <laughs> just, just out of spite. Yes. North Korea said, all right, if we're not going to have it, nobody's going to have it. It's done its duty. It's blown up. <laughs> so much. It's the opposite. It's the opposite of SpaceX. It's yeah. shooting the horse. <laughs> the horse did its job. We shoot the horse. <laughs> the horse ran one race, and they shot the horse. <laughs> oh, it's just funny talking about you know SpaceX trying to reuse the stuff as much as possible. North Korea is like, no, we're not going to reuse it. We're not going to. Nobody's going to get. It. We're, we're literally going to no blow one, it no up one gets on to look purpose. At it. No one gets to look at it. No one gets to see what we did. We are just going to blow it up in orbit before it gets back down. Mm -hmm. Jesus Christ. Because, <clears throat> like, they realize we can shoot down satellites, right? In theory, yes. In theory, nothing. We have tested this. <clears throat> in 2008, U.S. shot down in a military operation uh, satellite USA-193, shot from the USS Lake Erie, a Ticonderoga-class destroyer. Cruiser, sorry, not destroyer. Ticonderoga-class cruiser. Used a SM-3 missile to shoot down a satellite. Okay. And at this point, I'd be very surprised if the F-15 and the, maybe even the F-22, like, couldn't shoot, like, carry a missile that could shoot down a satellite. <clears throat> well, they've got a satellite up there. Yep, and we just aren't worried about it. Nope. Oh, no. North Korea wants to see our military secrets. Yep. Oh, yeah, sure enough. In in the early 80s, we shot down a, a satellite from an F-15 aircraft. Hmm. <clears throat> that is terrifying. Jesus Christ. I was watching something about the F-35 um, and how it was the F-35's sensors were used to shoot down a cruise missile. Someone called the F-35 a computer that happens to fly. <laughs> All right. Um, what else we got? Well, do you want to talk about the chaos of open AI or no? <sighs> With with um, Altman? Yep. I Man, I'm willing to let that just, like, let the dust settle. I still don't know exactly what the hell happened. That's my point. Let's, before we jump into that one, uh, we, we will say, 
there's some weird shit going on with um, OpenAI and their their CEO or former CEO, but now he's been brought in by Microsoft, which owns OpenAI. So I don't know. That's my point. I don't I don't think we should get into it yet. There's some weird shit going on. Uh, some allegations and some other not allegations and just like, let's wait on this one and come back to it. Okay. Two other New Jersey, however. New Jersey. New Jersey. New Jersey says they want to get rid of all gas-powered vehicle sales in 2035. Okay, hang on. Is this a law that has been passed in New Jersey? The law, titled the Advanced Clean Cars Rule 2, or Advanced Clean Cars 2 Rule, Uh will come into effect starting in 2027. Has it been passed? Hold on, I'm looking it up. <laughs> okay. Da-da-da. Let's see. Governor and Department of Environmental Protection Commissioner today announced the filing of the Advanced Clean Cars 2 rule for adoption on December 18th, setting the state on the road towards better air quality and cleaner choices for new car buyers. So something's going to happen on December 18th. That they will either vote on it or it goes to the governor, et cetera, et cetera. Well, this is the governor putting it out there. Huh. I don't know how the New Jersey legislature works. How does New Jersey I, work? I don't I know. presume, well, mostly in New York, but. <laughs> that's that's true. Uh, okay. Advanced clean cars to rule. This is the same law that California has already adopted. ACC2 announces filing of ACC2 proposal with the Office of Administrative Law. The rule does not impose any obligations on consumers or car dealers and provides compliance flexibility for manufacturers, including a credit trading mechanism. So So it does nothing. It It's basically like you can't build ICE cars in New Jersey. I don't know that there's a lot of car plants in New Jersey. Yes, but it says the rule will require 51% of all new car sales to be electric in 2027. I mean, okay. Okay, so ACC2... I'm, I'm reading this thing from... Technically, the thing I'm reading from is from July of this year. Okay. I've got one from November 2021. Okay, so here we go. So it says that the ACC2 is an administrative rule, not a law, and thus does not need to be approved by the state legislature. However, a future administration can change course on New Jersey's commitment to the regulation. So this is basically the New Jersey executive order stating. And is just like, uh, yeah, it's not a great way of doing it. As of December 2022, electric vehicles made up about 8% of new vehicle registrations in New Jersey. And they want... That's good. Yeah, 8%. But they said they want how much by 51% of all new car sales to be electric by 2027. So they have to go from 8% to 51% in four years. That's a big shift. Yep. Hope they got their charging station set up. Yep. Heck, that's the... (laughs) It's hilarious that we're, because the, um, so I deal with the state police a lot, right? As you work for them, yes. Well, not work for them, they're technically a customer, so are they, but I deal with them all the time, and some of the things we have to deal with now are the um, Ford hybrid vehicles, and how all that works with all the police equipment, and then they were looking at some of the more, you know, pure electric vehicles, and how that deals with all the police equipment. And that one is very interesting watching that try and work itself out. 
because a lot of the times the police cars are not moving, but they're still running, which is not the best for electric vehicles. No. Because there's no regenerative uh, braking and all the other fun stuff there. <clears throat> Plus there's, there's a lot of equipment in that vehicle running all the time. So, which is a constant drain on the battery. Mm-hmm. So it's in- interesting to see another aspect of the electrical vehicle stuff. So yeah, we'll see what happens in New Jersey, especially when December 18th rolls around. But if I'm reading this correctly, it doesn't matter. The the governor could get rid of it. Yes. Especially when he said, okay, we're not stating these rules until four years from now. Right. So we'll see how that goes. All right. Anything else on here? No, I think we're good. Okay. Well, then, do you want to do the random review? I would love to do the random review. All right. What are you reviewing? I am reviewing Warcraft Rumble. Oh, you goddamn son of a bitch. Been waiting on that, haven't you? I was literally going to do that next week. Well, I beat you to it. <laughs> goddamn son of a bitch. How how far have you gotten in Warcraft Rumble, Andy? Oh, I'd have to hold on. Let me pull it up there. Because you've been playing it longer than I have. Yes, I know, but I've seen you on Battle.net in it a lot more than I have been. I have 47 crests. You are now ahead of me. Okay, I have unlocked 53 out of 54 troops. Yep, no, you are definitely ahead of me. My highest level leader is level 11. Nope, level 13. Oh, nope, I'm only at level 10 on that. I remember that. Okay. I was like, hey, double digits. And I am in a guild. Oh nope, I haven't. I haven't joined a guild. Oh, you should. You should join our guild. Yeah, I should probably join your guild. That would make sense. Uh, currently full. Sorry, I will not join your guild. No. So Warcraft Rumble. Let's let's actually review this thing. Uh, it is a. So before I knew the term, and before I no, I'll flip this. Blizzard is marketing this as a tower attack game. That's what... As opposed to a a tower defense. Yes. Right? Tower defense, you build towers, enemy creatures come towards you, your towers have to kill them, and then you win. Tower offense, or tower attack, whichever one they're using, um, there are towers, they are not controlled by you, There is an enemy goal, and you are deploying minions, in this case minis, because they look like little tabletop D&D minis, um, to get to that goal. That's the overall uh, architecture of the game. Now, if you've been in the mobile arena for a while, that probably sounds familiar, because that is effectively what Clash of Clans is, or Clan Clash, or some, I don't, whatever the hell that game's called. I don't know, I, in my head I was like, oh, so this is Dota, but we are the minions. Yeah. It's Dota it, minus the heroes. You you are, except there is a hero, but like, it it doesn't have, you don't directly control it. Yes. It's it's Dota, but you are sending out the minis. Yes, that's what um, that's what in my head. That's what I was seeing it as. Yeah, I, I think that's a pretty accurate way of of thinking about this game, with a Warcraft flair. Yes, and with Blizzard attention to detail and creativity, and not quite as much whimsy. 
Um, you know, in, in Hearthstone, like there were things on the field that you could click on and they would do things. I have yet to find any of those in Rumble. I haven't had time to really look at the maps in Rumble because it's constantly trying to just send. There's no auto send. No. Oh, no, no. It's all manual control. Um, there is a PVE where there's the map of Azeroth and it, it's basically like going through World of Warcraft. Like you start in, uh, Elwyn Forest and fight Goldtooth and Hogger and Morgan and then you the go Collector. to Westfall and then you go and, to Duskwood. Yep. And then you hop across and you end up over in the Barrens and like make your way through, uh, the, the, God, what is that continent? Shit. Nope, it's gone. That knowledge is, is just not <laughs> retrievable. What? Yeah, uh, shit. Kil- Kilgorn or... um, No. Because Azeroth is the one side. Azeroth is the planet. Oh, Azeroth's the planet? Kalimdor. Kalimdor, okay. Kalimdor. Oh, Kalimdor, okay, yep. sure. Kalimdor and the Eastern Kingdoms. Lord my head, is it, one of the Eastern Kingdoms. In in my head, I always pictured it as the Alliance side and the um, Horde side. Yeah, except it's also not, because, like, the Night Elves are on Kalimdor. I know, yes. And the, the Undead are on the Eastern Kingdoms. Yes, up in the Plague Lands. And Lordaeron? Yes, also up in Lordaeron. Yes, but you have to go through the Plague Lands in order to get over to Lordaeron. Not if you start as the undead. Well, yes, I know, but at that... Continue. Okay, so uh, PvE is fun. It's it's certainly challenging. Uh, you play... You unlock an area. You play through the area. You get gold for each thing that you complete. You get a crest for each thing that you complete. Uh, the crest is really the progression unlocks. So the more you progress, the more crests you get. Um, there's daily quests, because of course there's daily quests. There's, uh, PvP, which is in Battlegrounds. Um, I'm not great at it, because I went for breadth instead of depth. I have all the things unlocked, but other people are kicking my ass in PvP because they have talents unlocked. Yes, they have. It's a very min-max thing on PvP, which I, I tried PvP and I have not gone back. So the the nice thing about PvP is everything is level one. So it doesn't matter how strong your units are. Everything is level one. It, it equalizes things that way. However, you do carry in any upgrades or talents to your units. Oh, so does that mean if I try it out again now, I'm going to be better at it than when I first tried it? Assuming you have talents on your, your minis. That is an excellent question. Do you Did you get any talents, Andy? Did you go to the store and purchase upgrades for your minis? Uh, I've been to the store and all I've been doing is buying minis. Just minis, not stars? No. Okay, then you probably don't have any talents. <laughs> because to get a talent, you have to go to the store, you have to buy three stars for that mini... For your first level for the mini, it's like 31050 or some bullshit like that. Uh, and then you have to purchase the talent that unlocks when you, when you upgrade your mini. So lots of places to spend gold. Gold is, of course, purchasable for actual money. Um, but then it doesn't stop there because there's also dungeons and raids. And once you get to, I think, 
50 uh, sigils crests, you also unlock uh, heroic campaigns, which is going back and doing all the old PvE stuff, except it's harder and the opponents have like a special ability. There, there is a lot going on here. There Cause, is. Because <laughs> you have your range attacks, you have your flying attacks, you have your fighter attacks. I think that's what they're called. Melee. Melee attacks. Yeah. And then you've also got but you the also have physical attacks and spell attacks. Yes, you have the physical attacks, the spell attacks, and then you also have the undead and the um, beasts, black rocks, horde, and alliance. Yeah, yep. Those so, those are all things that you have in the game. I know, but trying to figure out what you know, because I've just been buying all the minis with my gold, just because. I see. So you're you're talking about like how the it's rock paper scissors, but it's actually more complex than that. Yes, it's uh, you know I feel like along the lines of you know rock paper scissors lizard Spock, monkey banana. But well, but the thing is, there's also like very different. Um, there are different axes. Right. It's not just like rock, paper, scissor, because in rock, paper, scissor, A beats C, A beats B, B beats C, C beats A. Uh, but in this, there's there's more dimensions to it because you also have armored versus spell attack. You also have one versus many. Right. I could have a really good single target attack and it just like wipes the floor with stuff. But if the thing that I'm fighting is a bunch of chickens, the, the chickens are going to eat me. Yep. Unless I, you know, I have like chain lightning or something, and then it's not a bunch of chickens, it's a bunch of dead chickens. Right. But that's when you, like, but that could be a physical AoE or a magic AoE. Like, there are multiple dimensions to the play, Mm -hmm. um, which is a lot of fun. For me, it's almost overwhelming, though. Trying, I'm still not figuring it out because there is no instructions on any of this in the game. Oh, I mean, there's some. Where? Where are the instructions in this game? For which part? I don't know, any part. Well, there was the tutorial when you started. But yes, I know, that gave me the basic thing is on how to put my minis on the field and how to attack. And that certain things beat certain other things. I don't remember that part. Oh, uh, if you go into your menu, you can also uh, turn on the counter diagram, which turns off automatically after a while, which reminds you that aerial attacks beat melee, melee beats ranged, and ranged beats me- uh, aerial attacks. I see. <sighs> so confusing. I'm, I'm enjoying it immensely. Oh, and that's also not to mention the arc light surges. Have you done any of the arc light surges? I have not. Those are uh, altered rule sets. Oh, jeez. So some of them are things like, we made your army for you. You get to use that. Other ones are like, when you get gold, your unit's bloodlust. Or you just automatically summon a unit every time you summon another unit. Oh, my. Like, just totally weird, like, whatever they decided to do, uh, surges. So, a really good way to get gold is to do the arc light surges. And where do I find those? Uh, they should be on your map. You have to get 22 sigils to unlock the arc light surge. Oh, they I'm show at- up, like, every two days. I'm at 20 right now. Ah, you need to get two more sigils. I see that. Well, then. So it's it's fun. I'm certainly enjoying it. I bought 
uh, because I'm, I'm planning on playing it for some time. I bought the like one time purchase where it's like you just get more of everything. But I highly recommend at least just checking out the game. Yeah, no, it's and it's free to play. So, yep. Can't really hurt too much. I am stuck on the PVE, though. Like I am just getting my ass handed to me by this dude in the hinterlands. Don't know what to tell you on that one. Yep. Do have to say, um, who is it? Uh, Old Guardian has been digging into the um, stuff a bit. So who? Old Guardian. He's got a YouTube. He he did a lot of the mercenary stuff. Ah, not not a YouTube area that I I tend to spend a lot of time in. Okay. So really enjoy the game. Highly recommend it. There's a ton in it that we haven't even talked about here. Um, and it's, it's a really good little like three minute strategy game. I, I say three minutes, like each round is short. Yes. Yes, it is. Pick it up, do a thing. You can leave it again. It's even faster than Hearthstone matches. So like significantly, mm-hmm. there's even a timer. So even if, <laughs> if you don't beat it within the timer, you, you can't make it go on much longer than that. Nope. There we go, yep. Android, iOS devices, Blizzard, itty-bitty game. Very complex. Very complex for what it is. Very, very fun. Okay, so that is our review. We shall move to the random topic once I actually spell review with a W. There we go. Okay, random topic rolled ahead of time would you rather play video games or construct a homemade roller coaster in your backyard video games i feel like having a homemade roller coaster in the backyard is asking for physical injury like i've seen the people who do it and it looks really cool but i'd rather play video games i don't have a small child that would benefit from having a roller coaster in my backyard yeah no this if I did anything, I would go to uh, Paul Gregg's website. Uh, what is it? Uh, BackyardRollerCoasters.org. Paul Gregg is a former Boeing aerospace engineer. Okay. Um, who? BackyardRollerCoaster.org. <laughs> he designed his own roller coaster and did all the testing and you know made sure that it was safe and. Did all the uh, let's say around twenty backyard roller coasters can be found online, built over the past fifteen years. Okay, for his grandkids who were five and seven at the time. All right. So yes, now he's got a YouTube channel. He's got. But you'd have to do it during the summer because trying to do this during the winter just does not seem. Yeah, well, especially like up here, right? Like if, yeah, if it's supposed to snow tonight. <laughs> yep, not uh, not so much. Yeah. All right. I think that's it. I don't even think I have a backyard enough, big enough, to do this. I might be able to. The, the big trees. Yeah, no, I, uh, aerospace structures engineer. Okay, that's what he is. Aerospace structure engineer. So yes, I have a feeling his roller coaster actually works. Everybody else probably, probably not. But yeah, I'd rather play video games. No, that sounds sounds like a good plan. All right. Well, on that unsurprising note, uh, that's a wrap. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. 
can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening. <laughs>